0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at soundtalentmedia.com.
1: Our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived.
2: Moving to Minnesota opened up
0: a lot of doors for us.
3: Just this overall sense of community and of values that you know Minnesotans have.
2: It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids.
1: See why CNBC ranks Minnesota number 4 best state to live and work a great place to work, an even better place to live. ExploreMinnesota.com slash live. Welcome to 3AM. 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 Where we discuss and dissect the supernatural.
0: What's the scariest thing you've encountered?
2: This is the 3 a.m. podcast. We're just a couple of friends here telling spooky stories and, you know, having a little bit of fun with it.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my name is Charlie. My name is DJ. And with us today we have Reed from Thailand. Yo. Ethan from Maine. What up? (laughs) They're just hanging out with us today in the studio.
2: Yeah, and Sean. Yeah, my name is Sean, too. (laughs) Guys,
0: I was saving the best for last. (laughs) Duh. (laughs) I didn't forget you. Huh.
1: Dude, what about the shortage right now? Which one? <laughs> There's a lot of shortages. Yeah. I went through Chick-fil-A and they told me you can only have two sauces. <laughs> it literally changed my whole order, dude.
0: You're like, "Oh, <laughs> oh sat hold
1: there on, I got to like, rethink something." A things. whole minute made a huge <laughs> line behind me. <laughs> I was like, after rethinking rethink my entire dinner. You're all, take off the 80-piece chicken nugget, please. <laughs> I ain't trying to eat some dry-ass nuggies. Yeah. <laughs> I need some sauce with them shit, Bro, what's happening with Chick-fil-A? ai <laughs> <laughs> Get it together. Uh, it's easier to get gas in than it is to get a Chick-fil-A sauce right now. Well, I knew,
0: I knew there was a shortage of chicken wings. Like, that's happening again. Oh, it's not the tendies. <laughs> <laughs> chickity Shout out. Flagrant. Um, but no, I had no. Why the sauces? Like <laughs> I what's don't going know. on in the sauce market? I was like, any of the
1: sauces? She's like, yes, <laughs> any of them.
0: Even the shitty Polynesian. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> hey, <I> Shut <shoved> your <laughs> damn mouth. Take that back, you freaking holly. <laughs> I'm all, do you have soy? <laughs>
1: <laughs> She's like, we have ketchup and mustard. <laughs> I was like, oh, these are the dark f- ages. Is. Miss yeah. me with that? <laughs> yeah, <I know>. Ma'am. <laughs> my pleasure my ass dude (laughs) imagine eating chick-fil-a without chick-fil-a sauce i've done it it's sad it's
0: depressing it's It's super sad even yeah Yeah. (laughs) what other shortages you touched on it gas have you seen what people are doing
1: it's it's the it's the vicious cycle
0: well for, for people who don't know there's like a big gas shortage on the east coast right has anyone read into the situation more than just what I said?
1: <laughs> I've only read headlines, which is my <laughs> favorite way to, to uh, stay current on the news.
0: Yeah, I saw some memes and that was it. <laughs> but have you guys seen the photos of people who were trying to stock up on gas? Yeah, just, yeah
1: that's why I said. It's a vicious cycle. Those are the same people who did uh, the toilet paper.
0: But they're filling up like trash bags. Have you oh, seen yeah. that? My they said gosh. no more filling
1: up uh, gas with like b- plastic bags.
0: So people in their trunk have like 50 gallon plastic bags full of, of gasoline. And people are like, yeah, if you get in an accident, you're like a maltop cocktail, <laughs> explode, but the size of a car. <laughs> not the smartest life choices. I don't yeah, know. Probably not. <laughs> Is that the only shortages you were talking about? They're The only ones that matter. <laughs> <laughs> you're right. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, yeah. As always, guys, if you're listening to the podcast and uh, you just want to get straight to the stories, go ahead and check the description. We'll have a link, a timestamp. You can go right to the stories. Not everyone likes their jokes. F*** you. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> some people just want to get spooked, and I get it.
1: <laughs> you guys have any uh, current events or anything worth talking about?
3: So my favorite Chinese scientist is still in jail. <laughs> Might be, uh, you know, old news to me, but new news to you guys. This guy is
1: this the dude who, uh, like, was the whistleblower for COVID? No, 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 no. Uh-huh.
3: So this <laughs> is before COVID when he was like doing his uh, he, human uh, genome editing. So he would take embryos, and he could control hair color, eye color, um, genetics, like uh, susceptibility to like certain diseases. And he can control, like, how smart this child would be.
0: Is that... Have you heard of CRISPR? Yeah. Okay, is that We do a lot thing? of that at
3: school, actually, yeah. Uh, pretty, yeah, he's doing a lot of CRISPR. What's okay. CRISPR?
0: A gene editing. Ah. So you basically go in, you're like, uh, I don't want shitty brown eyes. I want those beautiful blue eyes. Yeah. 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 You <laughs> press off and turn I don't on. want that brown skin. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I want, I want an that. advantage
1: <laughs> in my <laughs> lifetime.
0: And that's why it's illegal. Yeah. <laughs> 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 we want privilege,
3: so... Yeah. Uh, but why is he So this
1: is basically, like, the me like when you create your me when you first set up your week <laughs> <Yeah.
3: laughs> exactly he's yeah. making like
0: bit d- g- d- modes. Yeah. <laughs> but i guess he in like
3: into- it's illegal right and he's just like taking like women that are pregnant getting their embryo and just like testing it and he's doing it correctly which is like the first time it's ever happened that way correctly Ooh. yeah like how do you actually getting babies to come out the way he wanted so oh, he could like, like predictively He's like, you're, like you're, baby, you're Chinese, but I'm gonna make him look like a white guy or something.
1: But incorrect. <laughs> how do you do it incorrectly?
3: Uh, you you say the it. embryo, or it actually like you kill the baby by accident, or the woman's not pregnant anymore, has a fetal demise, miscarriage, or like it just comes out as a normal.
1: So he just had a plan and he executed how he planned it.
3: Yeah. Okay. Like he's yeah. like, I want this baby not to. Ha- I want it to have blonde hair. Have you ever seen a Chinese person born with blonde hair? I don't think so.
0: Can I it's kind of like uncharacteristic of uh the Chinese to um punish someone for getting like a test right? You know what I mean? <laughs> Damn, I thought it'd hit better <laughs> <laughs> I, thought, I thought I thought we'd laugh harder <laughs> yeah they, they told totally. him, like,
3: they gave him a slap on the wrist at first told him not to do it, but he kept on doing it. And so I guess they got him for, like, practicing without a license, uh, like, a doctor, and, like, seeing, like, women and telling him that he was a doctor and <laughs> having them <to> come <laughs> to, like, his clinic or whatever.
1: I thought the Chinese government would, like, scoop that up. and he's I, I thought they'd be all for it.
3: it, but no, he's in jail. Well, he what? probably, like, made
0: a clone, threw that in jail, and then secretly he's just, like, uh-huh. making their wieners <laughs> so he's a five elite. inches long. That's exactly You, you edit doing. now. Yeah, it's like you're not embryo. Yeah. I was all for
3: it. I guess the Chinese weren't. I thought it was way cool. Shout out CCP, Doctor, <laughs> whatever his name. Is.
1: That's crazy. That's basically playing God.
3: Yeah, that's that's why they say it's illegal. Like you're playing God. You know, like that's why because they believe in God. No, <laughs> that's why the USA doesn't do it. Like they are like yeah. so not against like GMO babies. Yeah, it's playing God, and I guess I guess they had same standards in China allegedly. I don't know. Mm
0: -hmm. Interesting, free homie. (laughs) I mean, he was doing it well. It sounds like yeah, it was working. Yeah, yeah.
1: Standard standards in China sounds like an oxymoron to me.
0: I know, like OSHA doesn't exist. OSHO, OSHA, whatever. OSHA, yeah, Yeah, safety. (laughs) Yeah, workplace safety. I've seen live leak. You know. Oh damn! (laughs) Switching gears. I have a theory about spicy food. You know when you eat spicy food and it wrecks your asshole?
1: Yes. <laughs> Everybody. I
0: I think it's actually the devil. Bear, bear backing you <laughs> <laughs> for your sins. And I think he's punishing for you for your life choices. And I think that's what that is. Huh. So
2: you get frequently barebacked by the <laughs> devil. You could say that. I don't know.
0: I just wanted to throw that out there. It's controversial, I know, but it's true. So <laughs> deal with it. Anything else for the beginning? <laughs> <laughs> Thoughts, feelings, emotions? <laughs> Next time you have a spicy poo, just think. Think that. I want you to think that. Have you guys ever heard? No, no, not. No, no. It's too wild. We'll do it next time. I'll hear it. I'm ready for it. Not next time. Oh, dude. Last episode we did, we talked about the tunnels under the MTC. The MTC. And bro, every one of our listeners in Utah messaged us. <laughs> Everyone out there has got an aunt, an uncle, a cousin themselves who's been in those tunnels. So, hella verified. We have a couple messages I just wanted to read. One guy even sent us photos. So he, he went to Google Earth, did an overview, drew where the tunnels went, and he said, you can tell exactly where the tunnels are in the winter because they go under a huge grass field, and the tunnels are heated. Uh, so on the entire grass field, it's like mad snow, and then there's just a straight line of <laughs> melted snow where it's just From grass. From nowhere? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he's like, that's exactly where the tunnels are.
1: That's funny.
0: Uh but he said one Sunday I saw the door that I knew went to the tunnels. He went in at the bottom of that yellow line, he walked in, turned right, finally I went under Ninth East and came up across the road. Hmm. Everyone also wanted to reassure remind us there's a lot of tunnels under Temple Square up in Salt Lake, which like I already knew. Yeah. And you and I did someone send us a Snapchat? They're doing construction on the temple Mm -hmm. in salt lake city and so they're like digging out all the ground the parking lot and stuff they're like redoing the foundation to make it uh earthquake proof or something and in doing that they've uncovered everything that's under the temple and someone went like through the chain link fence and took photo of everything that's going on and then zoomed in in the corner and there's this like big tunnel that's like way underground and you can see the tunnel and they were like this is them (laughs) (laughs) so yeah
3: yeah, I, uh, I'm still kind of an employee at the MTC. Ooh. Now I'm just a volunteer, but like they can't fire me if I'm a volunteer, right? <laughs> but yeah, I've been in those tunnels too. And uh, I know they're big enough for a car to drive through. Because uh, when we have speakers come, like Prophet or the Apostles come, uh, they just like arrive and they're like, hey, they're the, the Apostles here, like get back to your interpreting station. Like, <laughs> he's here? Like I've been outside this whole time. I didn't see anyone pull up and (laughs) so yeah it's all underground that's how they arrive at the mtc
1: so now there's no question if they exist i think think the main question is (laughs) like the nature of their existence what what happens down there if there's
0: any nefarious activity and from all the reports it sounds like nothing happens down there yeah hell of (laughs) boring things happen what a boring dystopia yeah
1: (laughs) (laughs) build this big-ass bomb shelter with four it basically together. sounds like
0: important people use them to like bypass traffic and they get in a golf cart and go like two miles an hour in them. so it's like, all right, <laughs> <laughs> nothing crazy. But that's
1: that on the tunnels. Give me one. Unless second. there's anything else.
0: Uh, I'm like racking my brain
1: for more content with oh, the, uh, uh, Palestine? Lucifer yeah. bareback. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I can prepare that this. That's <laughs>
3: only came in <with> my story. <laughs>
0: I really just thought of it like as I was driving here. I was like, I bet his nasty penis is just inside of you when you have spicy butt. Does it not feel good after,
1: though? <laughs> like sitting there, you're like, don't you feel a little cleansed?
0: <laughs>
1: is
2: that just me? I <laughs> feel That's like I've been exercising. the devil <laughs> taking his dick out of you yeah. and it's not there anymore. I'm dead ass. You're <laughs> <laughs> with a lower back massage. <laughs>
0: Oh, boy. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. Uh, We had an update from, you know, I shared the story about the Ouija board recently from Becca and her mom. Uh Mm. So she just reached out, wanted to let us know. She enjoyed it. It's always kind of nerve-wracking when you're sharing a listener's story and you're like, dude, I hope I do this justice, right? Right. Because sometimes you're dealing with sensitive, um, even difficult memories of theirs or experiences. So it's like, as... The hosts of the show, we, we want to do our best, so it was good to hear we did well. Um But to clarify a few things about my mom, because remember, she was kind of clairvoyant, and you were yeah. asking, mm-hmm. like, is it like, is she seeing, like, election? Yeah. Uh She said, clarify a few things about my mom. She wasn't out here predicting nine eleven or anything, but she would just get feelings that something bad was going to happen or whatever, and it usually would. Example. She was like 13, and her older sister went into labor, so they had to rush to the hospital. She told her mom to take the back roads, not to take the interstate because she had a bad feeling about it. Her mom brushed her off, didn't listen, and like a mile into the interstate, they got into a fender bender, which delayed them getting to the hospital. She remarried. This is a new thing. She remarried. We moved into my stepdad's house when I was like 17. I told her at night, when I would go to the bathroom, I felt that something was watching me from the end of the hall. She straight up went, yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's a little girl who plays down there. She said it super casually like that's a normal thing to say to their daughter.
2: But what if she was lying? What if she, she knew what it really f- was and told her it was a little girl? Because
0: it's like something scarier? Dude, yeah. Well, in this thing she said, also when I would wash dishes in the same house, I would feel something walk up behind me. I'd turn around. No one would be there. I told her that, and she informed me that there was an old man in the kitchen. She saw the little girl often. She said you could see her in a white dress with dark hair. She said the old man never showed himself, uh, but she always felt him. She said neither of them were evil, and after she passed away, I moved back into that house, and I never felt anything scary again. I often wondered if before she moved on to heaven, if she came and got those spirits. Uh, She was an amazing woman, and all around, I miss her every day. I think she'd like how you told her story. I'm glad you enjoyed,
1: Becca. That's I was thinking about that the other day. That'd be like the best superpower. I swear. Which one? 2020 foresight. I think 2020 hindsight's the worst thing when you think of the perfect thing to say oh. or do
0: after the fact. Yeah, that's right. I just <laughs> like it sits like a rock in my stomach. It's like, why didn't I think of that at the time? You know? I'll tell you what. Every time we record, and I'm driving home, I'm like, "Damn it! I could have said this. It, it would happens have been way funnier. It happens every day, you know." Yeah,
3: so you telling me you don't like plan conversations like ahead of time? No, we don't plan. Con- no. I'm <laughs> the only one. Like, I'm in the shower and I like, practice conversations. Like, oh, that'd be great to say like, this to a, in a conversation. I definitely do that, um, and sometimes it makes me like come off intense
0: because, like, I'm like, "Bitch, you don't know, but I've role played this like 40 times." You know? <laughs> so I'm like, "I'm already." <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it never goes as planned Yeah, Rarely does it Because they so. say something stupid yeah. <laughs> <I'm just kidding.
0: laughs> 2020 foresight That's yeah. cool I dig that Anyway Those are the two Shout out Jake Becca Becca Thank you yeah. Boys S- Let's roll Let's get into it Okay Now we roll our 20 sided die To determine in what order we tell our stories Highest number goes first And the roll
1: Again, that's BetterHelp H E L P dot slash three a.m.
0: This episode is made possible by PwC. When unprecedented times are all the time, it's time to start walking the talk. Leaders like you turn
2: to PwC to see and stay ahead. Upskill your workforce. Use intelligent automation and transform big ideas into breakthrough outcomes.
0: Explore the human-led, tech-powered solutions that help you thrive.
2: It's all part of the new equation. Learn more at newequation.com. 19, 9, 3.
0: DJ got a 19, Charlie got a 9, Sean got a
1: 3. Hell yeah. <laughs> Numbers. <laughs> all right, nerds. <laughs> Listen to me butcher these words. <laughs> Because our story takes place in Northern Iceland. Oh,
2: you been? Not to Northern Iceland, just Iceland. I mean, what it's, are like it's the things northern, to do bro. there? Yeah, <laughs> it's all northern. <laughs> uh, there's a lot of outdoor stuff to do. I don't know if you follow. um Just waterfalls. Oh yeah, yeah, waterfalls. Fermented shark. Fermented hot shark dogs from gas stations. Apparently, <laughs> dude, they're so good though. God damn. Um <laughs> They got like hot springs everywhere. They have like dope beaches. Like up on the North Shore, they have this, uh, I think they call it Diamond Beach because the icebergs break up and drop like ice cubes on the beach and it looks dope. That's why. Mm. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of outdoor stuff to do there. Cool. B- Bjork. Bjork, yeah.
1: <laughs> Bjork's from there of monsters and men.
2: Oh, but yeah.
1: Oh, nice. That's it. That's all yeah. I want. <laughs> uh, what's the world's most powerful man? Game of Thrones, the mountain? Half Thor. Half Thor. Um. Yeah, this story involves none of that. Uh, <laughs> but uh, this takes place in Northern Iceland in a town called Akureyri. Ah, word
0: is how you said that. <laughs> Akureyri,
1: dude, it is beautiful. Bring up uh the pictures. Don't go slow. Go slow, go slow. <laughs> dude. This town looks like oh shit. Hold on. This town. If you scroll down a little bit, that looks like. It looks dope. That, like that town square with the Christmas tree? It looks like the North Pole, you know? Yeah, it's gorgeous. Super picturesque. Beautiful buildings. But this, uh, this is the main town. So this, uh, the story starts about a half an hour car drive away from there in a farm called Mirka. And if uh, looking at the pictures, the city's sitting on a river. And this is called the Horga River.
0: Where your mother lives. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, we start in Myrka. <laughs> and there lives the deacon. Myrka actually stands for Dark River. And uh, the story comes from an old Icelandic book written by this Icelandic author in the 1800s. And it's just a series of, like, folk tales. Dope. and Myrka. Yeah, we're in Mirka, and there lives the deacon. So this story is called The Deacon of Dark River.
0: Oh, shit.
1: The deacon has a girlfriend, and she lives close to the main town across the Horga River. And in this town is a big Christmas party coming up, and he wants to take her. Because these books were written in the 1800s, I assume this happened before that. So he actually rides his horse to her house, and he asks her to the Christmas party. Will you be my date? They're they're already boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah, they're already they're dating. Oh, damn. Yeah, um, this girl, her name is uh, Gurun. I have to go to Google Translate and <laughs> type in the <laughs> copy paste the
0: letters, it's but a, it's a beautiful name. Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, so he asks Gurun to to uh, the Christmas party, and she says yes. Uh, she lives with. The pastor that he's the deacon for.
0: Oh, okay.
1: (laughs) She's the housemaid for the pastor. So she says yes. He's all stoked. He goes home. This time of the year, winter's come. Huge snowstorms. Blizzards. In fact, it was kind of miraculous to him because the day he wanted to go and ask her, that day was a little clear. But she says yes, and it's a few weeks out. So the night of the Christmas party, he arrives at her house to pick her up and it's storming again the wind is blowing really hard he's covered in a in a hat and a scarf (laughs) protect him from the wind she's like i should probably grab a coat
2: Probably. so
1: she's (laughs) she's trying to put on this coat she sticks one arm in and the wind is like blowing it off they get on the horse together and they're riding to this party and she notices something strange She's sitting behind him with her arms around his body and she sees this white spot in the back of his head.
2: White spot, like snow? In it's, the hair? It's
1: not snow. It's Yeah, she's, she sees past the scarf and it's a, it's a white spot and she's just staring at it and the horse hits this rocky part and his hat shifts and she can see it's his skull. Oh! So she starts freaking out. It's really loud, super windy. They can't hear each other, so she just goes along with it. At one point, they hit another rocky patch and his hat falls off, and she sees the entirety of his head, and it's just his skull. No hair, nothing. So she's freaking out. They're on the back. Of, she's on the back of this horse. <laughs> and she notices that they're not riding to the party. They arrive at the graveyard. He gets off. And it looks like a Halloween skull. No features on his face. It's just it's just a regular skull. There's like this poem that they use in the book, apparently, that he he says to her. I can't remember exactly what it says. Not super important, but from that point, she tries to run away. He pulls her off of the horse, and he starts dragging her to an empty grave. She ends up running away because she only had one arm <gasps> inside the sleeve. Oh, yeah. So he had a hold of the, the rest of the, the coat. She rips out of it, and simultaneously, he falls into that grave disappears into the hole and it's written in the book the deacon then disappeared into the grave and the grave filled up from both sides almost like it swallowed him into the earth she's hysterical the grave uh, the graveyard's pretty close to the farm which he lives at and she she sprints to the farm and she starts pounding on the door let me in let me in it's nighttime it's dark hoping somebody's there because most people in the town and the surrounding areas should be at the party luckily somebody answers lets her in and in the book it's said that the ghost of the deacon haunted the farm the whole night they don't go into detail exactly well i don't know if he was trying to break in pounding on the door hear his voice or howling or anything like that it just says that They were haunted all night by the ghost of the deacon. She obviously is so confused at what's going on.
0: I'm just trying to go to a Christmas party. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah.
1: I lost my coat. At one point, she talks to the farmer. I don't know if it was the farmer who greeted her there, somebody else. But she sits down with the farmer and he explains what happened. So the farmer told Gurun that deacon... Was found dead the day after he rode out to go ask her to the Christmas party a couple weeks ago Putting the pieces together remember how I said that day was kind of clear So that day he the farmer said I think because it was clear and it was warm out The ice had melted on the river so he couldn't go across the river like he normally would So he rode to another part of the river where there was a bridge. I found that that bridge had collapsed. And I found his body downstream. So what I think is he fell on the bridge, he hit his head, and he drowned in the river and found his body the next day. The news didn't get to her because of the storm. She lived, you know, like I said today, half an hour car ride. So I'd imagine at almost maybe an hour by horse. So the... A couple of weeks went by. Her boyfriend, the deacon, had been dead this whole time, but she had no idea. The haunting kept going for about a week. And they called, the book says, we called a sorcerer to come and perform an exorcism.
0: They would live in Iceland, dude.
1: Perform an exorcism or uh, just to take care of this haunting. And some way, somehow, this sorcerer got the ghost back into the grave. Wingardium.
2: <laughs> Leviosa. <laughs> fixes all the most clingy boyfriends
1: <laughs> and puts this stone over his grave that should keep him in so today you can actually go to that graveyard and go to that grave and find the stone there's also a statue of gurun and the deacon Ooh. in that town kind of like a little monument or memorial to them and their story bring up uh, the picture again so that's the, that's the church um, that she lived at. She was the housemaid uh, for the pastor there. So you can go visit that church today. Bro, that super beautiful. Like Utah, dog.
0: <laughs> <laughs> super
1: beautiful countryside, sweeping hills, snow-capped mountains. And then yep, if you go down. Stop
2: scrolling spoilers ahead.
1: <gasps> this is the statue.
2: <laughs> oh, dude, that oh, statue that's scarier. gross,
1: bro. <laughs> dude, it's super gross. Yeah, like and then that's the gravesite. Is that the stone? That's the big stone. And there's a hole in the stone. They don't describe or explain why there's a big hole in
2: the stone. Huh. But... uh Bro, they also do weight measurements in stones in Iceland. Bro. That's <laughs> I some sorcerer shit. I'm confused because yeah.
1: it looks like it's on the outside of the graveyard. Yeah. Yeah,
2: yeah they didn't let him go in <laughs> the graveyard. <laughs> That's rude. They built the <laughs> fence literally right at his headstone. No, like, like, no, no. 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 <laughs> no, thank you. Bye. Yo, I have questions about the night that he picked her up, though. Like what? Like, it, she doesn't notice this dude is a skull. <laughs> it was and then windy she gets dog. on the horse with only her one arm in the jacket. <laughs> like, I don't want a victim blame. <laughs> but there were some mistakes <laughs> made. <laughs> dude, I bet he was mad bundled. It was dark and windy.
0: And she probably had one in, one out like this. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> And her coat was just like, oh, oh, that's, oh, that's, behind it. Her. that's it. That's it. That's fun. That's the
1: story of uh, the Deacon of Dark River. I love Ooh. that.
0: Yeah. It's so classic. It's all. It's like a Nordic Sleepy Hollow. Yeah. yeah. Like Ooh, feel. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Classic uh, urban legend. Classic folktale. Oh, that's exactly Whoa, yes. it is.
2: <laughs> yeah. It's just classic.
1: <laughs> uh, shout out to Yon. Which is the Icelandic uh, name of John, (laughs) who wrote wrote that book, but uh, he's dead. (laughs) (laughs) Because that was in the 1800s. (laughs)
0: Oh, dude, terrifying.
1: That was my first story. (gasps) I have a second story. Ooh. Regalus. And the second story, we're all over the world. This is uh, about a a Chinese man or Chinese men in France. (laughs) Chinamen. And. It involves superpowers.
2: What?
1: And this is something for our patrons to listen to. Oh, (laughs) dude, that is the craziest (laughs) intro. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Patrons and non-patrons alike, go to patreon.com slash the 3AMpod where you can have access to this bonus story. I didn't give much information. (laughs) I probably left you more confused with the information I gave you. But this story comes from a good friend. His name is uh, Casey. We've shouted him out. before,
0: Guys, you'll never guess. (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) But on the real, that story is wild. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah. If you want to go check it out, patreon.com slash 3npod.
1: That's me tonight.
0: Thanks, Deej. My stories tonight deal with something I know we all love. And that is stories. (laughs) (laughs) It's art, bro. And that those are stories of the wilderness. Ooh, Sean, Deej, what attracts you to the wilderness? Like Sean, you're always out hiking. What about it attracts you?
2: Fresh air, that's always nice. Like just being out in nature, among the trees, and
0: all right, but seriously, the rocks. <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I think I also I find joy in just. The peace of nature, like I can go out and not be hearing cars and people everywhere. And <laughs> that, that for me, when I think it's
0: like you just, want, I feel like you'd want to get away. When we lived as roommates, Sean would disappear all the time. And one time, I was like, "Where the hell is Sean?" And he gets back and he tells me he hiked up. He was bored, so he went to the very top of the mountain that's right by us, which is like no small feat. <laughs> And set up a hammock and just slept by himself on the top of this mountain. <laughs> I
2: was like, dude, you wild boy. Bro, that still happens. Guess what? This mountain right next to us is the sixth most prominent peak in Utah, and I'm finna, ch- I'm finna climb it. Dope. Oh, there's no, no trail idea. either. <laughs> so you have to find your own way? There's, there's a trail on all trails, but they said that it's not really defined and you have to bushwhack. Jeez. Hmm. So I'm finna. No, thank you, Doug.
1: <laughs> you do you. Probably just a, it's so easy to disconnect in nature and there's like connection in that disconnect from everything else. I love that. So
0: there is undeniably an attraction for everyone to the wilderness, but there's also like for me, at least a deep, almost fear. I don't know. I feel like you go, you become way more primal. Like your senses turn on for me. Like when I'm out there and I'm alone, I'm really far away. My like sense of danger heightens my awareness of my surroundings, things like that. Right. Yeah. I think it's something we all can relate to.
1: I think more so, at least for me, not because I think something will happen, but if something does happen, then I'm by myself and I'm far away.
0: Yeah, you're left to you and your survival skills. You know what I mean? So this story comes to us from a friend. He was doing his first solo backpacking overnight trip. Nice. I've never done that. Sean, have you done that? Oh, yeah. Crazy. So he plans on hiking up this really tall mountain, staying the night, hiking down everything he needs on his back. And furthermore, he's doing it cowboy style. So he's sleeping under the stars in a sleeping bag. He's in the spring mountains in Southern Nevada. He said, this place is pretty gorgeous beautiful vistas, mountain scenery. Very nice. So he starts on his hike and he's about two miles in. He's going along good pace, no issues. When a faster hiker comes around a bend behind him, (laughs) And starts catching up. And Sean's worst nightmare happens. This guy doesn't just pass him. He slows down. (laughs) Matches his pace. And just starts chatting him up. (laughs) And talking and talking and talking. He said nothing was overtly off about this guy. Nothing super alarming. But he had this vibe to him. That just rubbed him the wrong way. Hmm. He said he was overly... Like, charismatic, overly expressive. He said... Is this Kevin? (laughs) (laughs) He said he wore a green beanie. (laughs) And had a 10-inch dong. He said that (laughs) that the hiker was fast,
2: though, so... (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay!
0: (laughs) Everyone thought Kevin was in the
1: room. He's not. (laughs) No, but it rubs him the wrong way.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like getting rubbed in the wilderness (laughs) in any way. He said, Have you guys, or he said, if you've ever seen the interview with Tom Cruise talking about Scientology on Oprah, (laughs) have you guys seen that? So unsettling, dude. It's so eerie. He's like overly expressive and like, I don't know. He grabs Oprah and is like shaking her and shit. I've only seen that on a scary movie. (laughs) (laughs) When he's like
2: swinging to the (laughs) audience.
0: He said he was too intense. He was almost manic. It seemed like he was attempting to express like excitement while talking. And just the whole time this dude was like, I don't like this.
1: Missionaries do be like that. This finding is, you in the wilderness, sharing a <laughs> message.
2: Do you have a, a minute to talk about Lord and Savior
0: Jesus? <laughs> he said, in talking to him, the guy, they're just like, you know, trying to strike up any conversation, and the guy starts talking about how he really likes challenging himself. He says, but I feel sick because nothing really feels hard or exciting anymore. Where's the, where is this conversation going, bud? He then says, Nothing really, quote, made him hard like it used to, to paraphrase. So the conversation is going into murky waters. A little bit. And <laughs> our homie is like, I know me gusta, you know. <laughs> he said he felt freaked. He fell off. He's alone. There's nowhere, no one out here. It's just him and this guy on a trail. And he's talking about what used to get him hard, stuff like that. <laughs> so he... Out of desperation, I'm sure, just says, all right, man, like, been a pleasure. Uh, I'm actually going to take a break. I'm going to have lunch. But uh, I'll see you up the mountain. Like, <laughs> have a good one. And he stops, eats lunch, and the guy, thankfully, continues hiking on. Right. He said, eats his lunch, takes a break, takes in the scenery, starts back his hike. And honestly, it slipped from his mind. It wasn't even like, it was kind of just a passing encounter. He stopped thinking about it from that point. He had an amazing rest of the day he summited he saw the vistas took his photos took it all in conquered the mountain and then found he said a gorgeous spot to spend the night he described it as like an outcrop near a valley amazing view he was like so stoked dope so he set up his camp he ate his food and he just kind of settled in for the night and then night falls and he's alone on this mountain And he's alone with his thoughts. And a little feeling of unease starts creeping in. He hears a crack of a branch somewhere off in the forest and he looks over his shoulder. And you guys know like once that starts, it's a slippery slope. Mm -hmm. Like once you look out of your shoulder and fear once, you're looking a hundred more times. It like doesn't stop. And that's what happens. Just this uneasy dread grows and grows until he is fully freaked out and he doesn't know why. And then the thoughts of that hiker and this conversation he had start it come right flooding back into his mind and he's freaked. He packs up all his stuff, makes sure it's like all ready to go just in case gets into his sleeping bag, gets his huge fixed blade knife and sets it right by his head. But he can't calm down until he pulls out his phone Pops in his headphones and turns on his favorite podcast. Not us. Damn. <laughs> Another podcast. But he said like 30 seconds in, he falls asleep and he has the best sleep. Not even good for camping. He said like good sleep in general. That's not so possible, deep. Dude. I know dude. When I read this, I was like, this is the craziest part of this whole story. <laughs> he said so deep, so nice. He doesn't even remember dreams. He ne- He didn't wake up to roll over. And he had a great night's sleep. And he wakes up so refreshed and happy. Like all the feeling of dread and fear from the night before, gone. That is until he goes to get his stove from his bag. And it wasn't the position of the bag. The bag was right where he left it. It was about five feet away from his sleeping pad, leaned against a pine. But he said he got out of his sleeping bag and walked up to his backpacking bag and every strap, every buckle, every clasp, every zipper is undone, unzipped and open. The nylon mesh inside his bag is open. All the little clips are unclipped. Every zipper is open. Nothing's gone. Instantly, a shock goes through his body because he knows he closed everything up. He was ready to go. The happiness is gone. <laughs> <laughs> that sleep ain't shit. He's terrified. So terrified, he turns around and goes back to his sleeping pad and looks down at his knife. And there is one clasp against the knife that was right by his head. And the clasp is now wide open. He said, let me tell you, brother. I set the land speed record for hauling ass down that mountain. He's freaked. He knows he didn't leave any of that open. And that's the story. Thoughts, impressions, theories. Because I have one. (laughs) That's a dude. He's talking about he hasn't done anything hard
1: in a long time.
2: (laughs) I hope he's satisfied. (laughs) Yeah, theories, definitely it's that, that dude. Like, I don't know who else Plus, the dude was creep-show the day before anyway, so...
0: Totally makes sense that it's the guy.
2: And at first, I was like, oh, it's obviously that
0: guy. And then I was just thinking about the scenario. And I think you're kind of right. Like, him talking about how things don't excite him anymore. A theme that I've seen take place in serial killers. In their life, they start by doing small things. And it always escalates. And so, like, when... If detectives are following them like on detective movies they'll be like oh like his actions are escalating you know what i'm saying like they'll Mm -hmm. start by like stealing then they'll start by lying then they might like hurt an animal just continually like trying to push the boundaries yeah then they like do a break and enter then they like watch you sleep cut off some of your hair and then they like go to you know what i'm saying Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah i get that and so it kind of feels like he is he like interacted with someone who's like at the higher end of that escalation to, like, get off.
2: Not quite killing someone yet. Yeah, but, like, not pushing just limits. something. Either. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Pushing
0: personal sense. boundaries super far. Yeah. You ever
1: uh, lick someone's, try to lick someone's elbow? <laughs> First of all. Who? <laughs> no?
0: No, dude. Have you never done that? <laughs> no. Dude, I respect weenuses, dog. <laughs>
1: I tried I my own
3: weird. elbow. <laughs> Is that what you meant? Can you do it? No, I can't. Because uh-uh. there's,
0: there's no feeling in your weenus. So there was like... Weenus being the, your, the skin on your elbow. Yeah. There's no feeling. You could pinch it. So in high school... Barely lick it. Like the, <laughs> the challenge was to try to lick people's
1: uh, elbows without them noticing. <laughs> <laughs> no? Dude, that my, just a Hawaii thing? Islander thing? My challenge... Were you good at class? <laughs> yeah. <so>. Yeah. <laughs> Getting good grades? Uh. I don't know. I just know that there, since then there hasn't been anything that exciting in my
0: life. <laughs> <laughs> so you need to escalate
3: yeah to ejaculate (laughs) how many weenuses did you lick
0: (laughs) yeah what was your record i'm not telling (laughs) (laughs) i don't lick and tell dude (laughs) uh but that was the story it like i'm not gonna say like not necessarily like the biggest payoff but nonetheless the creepiest situation so vulnerable you're alone and you're violated that
2: and it was his first time solo hiking too So that yeah. kind of sucks for yeah. him
0: bro For sure dude First and last yeah. <laughs> But to be in a position where you know you were so vulnerable Like that dude probably so he Beat meat over your face And yeah. you were just <laughs> snoozing You know what I'm saying Like who knows what he did dude he like There's a wank
1: in the force And no one's around to hear it <laughs> yeah. did, did it, he it he really happen
3: <laughs> I don't know Skeet skeet <laughs> There's no way that he did that in his sleep. Like, sleepwalking.
2: That's, that was That's actually
3: alarming one of my too, thoughts, though. too. Bro,
1: have you seen the girl on TikTok who sleepwalks? Like, yes. chronic sleepwalking. Yeah. Uh-uh. It She's is filming scary. herself yeah. on TikTok? Yeah. She's a little bit She's of... Like oh, no, no. She's, She's, like, walking around. She sets <laughs> it up, um, and her boyfriend films her, too. She has, like, a mad case of sleepwalk. I don't even know what the medical condition is. But it's terrifying. It's like, a... We should watch a video of she, it. She like
3: rampages okay. through the whole house. Like, Bro, this sounds insane. like
2: paranormal activity.
1: Yeah. It looks like
3: it. I like the one where she wakes up naked like outside of Walmart. Wait, which <laughs> one's that? Let's she watch that, that one. one.
1: She, like there's this one where she grabs all these sodas from the fridge. She's like throwing them in the snow outside. She's I'd like, be pissed. Oh, trying to <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Where's my fresca, bitch? <laughs> I want to watch one. Okay, hold Pull on. it up on YouTube. Oh. But
1: that shuff... Oh!
0: <gasps> Feeds, Lon. <lawn.
2: gasps> it's like a moose knuckle. <laughs> <laughs> like a moose knuckle.
0: <laughs> She's acting a little Robert Downey. <laughs> <what I'm> <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh, it's long
0: bro does do you like do you wake up rested if you've been running around all night <laughs> that sounds like it sucks <laughs> you're not supposed to wake her up either i think i know does anyone know the? i don't know we need to look up the reason behind that anyway what were you we even talking <laughs> about <that? laughs> i think i'm, I'm telling a story doing it or to himself <laughs> Anyway, shout out his right. name <laughs> or username is <laughs> Wake and Bake, bro. Hey. <laughs> yeah, he's nice. I was like, yo, can I share your story? And he's like, hell yeah, bro. That's what stories are for. I was like, <laughs> Thank you. So anyway, story two. Should I share it or should I save it? I'll save it. Save it, dog. This one, though, I shared this one, like the wilderness one, to tell this one. Because this one freaked me out, and so I'll share it next week. <laughs> <laughs> so that's me tonight.
2: Thanks, Charlie. All right, guys. I uh, found this story while you know just browsing Reddit. Just gonna give you that right now. I found this thread, which was, "What are the scariest folk tales in your region?" And this guy shares a story from Victoria, Australia. And he says, in the early 70s, there was a young couple that moved to a new plot of land around a large billabong, which is a large lake, body of water. Bro, just say lake. Yeah, dude, he's just trying to be cool, dude. (laughs) The couple's names are Bob and Nancy. And they're just your average couple, nothing special. Bob works, goes to the pub, comes home to his beautiful wife. That's their schedule. One day... When he's coming home from the pub, he sees a perfectly golden watch laying on the ground next to a gum tree. And it looks like it's brand new, the day it was made. So he brings it home and he shows it to his wife. And she, being the kind and nice person that she is, says, you got to find whoever that belongs to. you got to return that. And he, uh, he's like, okay, uh, we'll try tomorrow. <laughs> she goes to bed. But he stayed up all night, literally watching the seconds tick by on this gold pocket watch. The next day, he heads off to work with his pocket watch. He tells Nancy, hey, I'm going to try and find out whoever this watch belongs to, knowing that that's a lie. He's not going to try. He ends up coming home that night, said he couldn't find whoever it belonged to. No one was looking for it. I'm just going to keep it for myself now. And, I mean... He did his due diligence, so she's fine with that. And knowing that really, like, in this area, only the upper-class people of the village would have, like, a pocket watch, apparently. And even so much to where he has this nice gold pocket watch now, he'll get made fun of by his past peers. Like, now they're not his peers. He's above them. He's got Uh a pocket watch. But they'll make fun of him.
0: They're like, oi, poof (laughs)
2: Now Why are you telling the time? No, that's Kiwi. Sorry. (laughs) when he gets made fun of though he gets super angry like and all of a sudden he just starts getting angry all the time the little things will set him off one night bob wakes up there's an intruder in the house he runs downstairs and he sees a dark figure staying in his kitchen and he sees the gold pocket watch in his hand so bob chases after him and the thief runs outside He's trying to get away from Bob, and as Bob is about ready to catch him, he's trying to, get his, he's trying to get his gold pocket watch back. The thief, trying to distract Bob, throws the pocket watch into the lake. Oh. <laughs> now Bob, enraged, catches up to the thief, knocking him to the ground, tackling him to the ground, yelling at him, Where's my watch? Bob then eventually shoves the thief's head into the water. And as the thief is trying to get away, Bob holds his head underwater until he stops moving. At this point, Nancy, who has woken up from all the sounds of the commotion, finally catches up to Bob. And she sees what's happening, and she shouts at him, What's going on? What, who is this? And Bob turns around and looks at her just with a sunken, dark look on his face. He says, where's my watch? Oh, shit. He takes Nancy by the shoulders and throws her into the lake. And as she's trying to get up to run away, he puts his foot on the back of her head and pushes it under the water until she stops moving. The neighbors around said that the last thing they saw of Bob was him walking into this lake and never coming back. Now, people... Our current day, say that as they go to the lake, sometimes they'll hear the whisper of a man. Where's my watch? Just as they're out on the lake, and that's the story of Billabong Bob. Hey, 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 from user Major Ad Ten Fourteen. This is some Lord of the Rings ass shit, <laughs> <laughs> punk, dude. Watch <laughs> born born.
1: That's the, what I was thinking the whole time. One watch to rule them all.
2: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's some
1: Smeagol dude. <laughs>
2: That's fun. Killing
1: his friends over the watch.
2: Oh, for real, yeah. It's petty, bro. I mean, he was a thief. I thought you were going to say it was like a kangaroo or some shit. Uh, dude, like I thought, thief. as I was reading it, I thought it was going to be his wife the whole time. So I thought, like, uh, yeah. yeah
3: because he's a dick. She's like, we got to get rid of this watch. <laughs> <laughs> you
2: too hoity-toity. But I, like, I thought it was a fun story. Yeah. And I was going to bring it up just because last couple of years, what have been some of our favorite trips we've been on? The ones DJ wasn't there. <laughs> <sorry. I'm just laughs> like the ones we've all been on. I'm thinking.
0: <laughs> Dude, Seattle for sure. I ate, I gained like 15 pounds. Yeah, we
2: were all on that one. <laughs> Anyone with good food. Yeah. <laughs> Some of the ones that came to mind were like Lake Tahoe. Ooh. That was super fun. That was great. Or Lake Powell. Mm-hmm. Good food, good friends. It was fun. There is another lake in northern Georgia called Lake Lanier. Huh. Sounds shitty. Dude, it's pretty shitty In the late 1940s to early 1950s The US government decided We need to build a reservoir To provide water to the uh, residents of Atlanta And so they go up to northern Georgia It's probably 60 miles away Along the Chattahoochee River Oh gosh And they start buying up land That's where your mother lives (laughs) (laughs) They start buying up all this land along the river and drastically underpaying the residents for the land and eventually coming into about 59,000 acres of land. And they built a dam and then slowly the river started flooding the area, building this reservoir and they name it after some famous poet at the time, I guess his name is linear. So that's how they got his name in the process of flooding this area. They still end up displacing about 250 people and 15 different businesses and about 20 cemeteries, removing all of the corpses in the cemeteries and replacing them somewhere else, allegedly. Dude, yeah. Who's doing the quality check on that? Yeah, no, I don't think so. They, this whole kind of building situation seems kind of sketch to me. Uh-huh. So since the 1950s, though, there have been tons of rumors now and legends around the lake, including unexplained deaths i even looked up the stats for 2020 there were eight deaths in lake lanier in 2020 alone and it's actually made national news several years ago the amount and number of deaths because i'm sure that's like
0: high for a lake like eight eight in one year
2: yeah i mean allegedly these strong swimmers and even people close to shore are just drowning and some of the almost drowning victims have said it almost felt like they were being pulled under the water as they were out there swimming. It's probably just a strong current. They, and that's one of the lake things- <laughs> I would know <laughs> <laughs> from the islands. Oh, yeah. It's true. Now, the potential reality is that, first of all, Lanier was never intended to be a tourist destination. And it's extremely unsafe. Apparently, there's no rules or little rules about boating. In the lake and even less enforcement of whatever rules they have so of the eight deaths in 2020 six were drowning two were boat related accidents Ooh. so it seems pretty lawless to me <laughs> ain't no laws on top of that there's entire ghost towns under the lake from the flooding they just dis- displaced the people and apparently if you go down there scuba diving there's a man who goes down there and is exploring the areas around, they're legitimate ghost towns. Just Hell fully intact. No, dude. That <laughs> reminds
1: me of like the underground garden
2: or an under, uh, underwater garden. You know what I'm talking about? Uh oh. It sounds familiar. Don't matter anymore. <laughs> <laughs> now, even with all of that, there are still unsolved mysteries surrounding the lake. One of the most mysterious is that of Kelly Nash. He and his wife live. Right on the banks of Lake Lanier And one night Kelly wakes up And tells his girlfriend That he feels extremely unwell And that he needs to see a doctor immediately They decide They're going to immediately Leave to go to the doctor in the morning Like they have to go And it seems like it's A little bit of a drive But she wakes up in the morning And Kelly's gone But his wallet His phone His keys are all still there Now, when he doesn't come home that night, they get the police involved and they actually go on a manhunt for Kelly Nash, trying to find him. Over the course of the next month, they can't find a single trace of Kelly Nash, but they do discover something else. Along with him missing from the house, the only other thing missing is a nine millimeter pistol that they had in the house. About a month later, a fisherman discovers a body in the lake. And they discover it's the body of Kelly Nash, still wearing the pajamas he was wearing that night. And after the autopsy, they determined that he had no major trauma either, but he did have a single gunshot wound to the head. To this day, like, that's the only thing they can determine. Now, another legend of the lake is the Lady of the Lake. And most, I I mean, I feel like I hear stories about this all over. Most lakes have those ladies. (laughs) or the lady in blue. In 1958, Dalia Parker and her friend Susie Roberts were headed out for a night out, and they left going on this road that goes around the lake, and they were never seen again. In a search for D'Elia and Susie, they find skid marks on the side of the road, indicating that maybe their car had gone off the road and into the lake, but they searched the area and couldn't find any vehicles in the water now their search probably wasn't the best the water is extremely murky and there's low visibility almost a year and a half later a fisherman's out on the water and he sees this body float up to the top of the lake oh (laughs) he drags the body in takes it to shore and with a little investigation they presume it to be the body of Delia Parker but they can't verify that Because along with several toes missing from her feet, both of her hands are gone. And the only thing they can make any type of identification from is there's a blue dress that she's wearing. Which allegedly was what Delia was wearing the night she disappeared. But this was a year later? Year and a half later. And her body's like... Her body's decomposing, but the tattered dress is all they have to go off of. In 1990, almost 30 years later, there is a construction crew dredging the water for a bridge that they're going to be building across this lake. What's dredging the water? Just kind of like scooping out huh. tree trunks, stuff like that. Because basically a fully forested, fully towned area underneath the water. It's, I'll show you some pictures, but it's weird because there's islands in the water.
1: For them to build, to build they a need bridge. to like
2: clear that yeah, the area exactly. underwater? So they can put like the holes in the water but like there's islands in this water in the lake that were at one point mountaintops that just got filled up with water so 30 years later this construction crew is dredging the water and they find a vehicle and there's a body trapped inside the vehicle the body was so decomposed to the point where they couldn't identify it but in the car they actually find personal items in a purse that identifies the person as susie roberts now, the legend surrounding this, though, is that sometimes as you're going over the Lanier Bridge, you'll see a woman in blue walking up and down. And the legend says that she's trying to find her hands. Oh! Now, the last legend is that of a shadowy boatman that uses a pole to move his raft and is only lit by one lantern. One of the most famous stories of this boatman is that of a few fishermen that are out on the lake about 3 a.m., Just for a night cruise And apparently, allegedly You will only see this boatman at night So they're out fishing And they see, off in the distance Probably 50 yards away A boat, just a raft Slowly coming up And they notice that there's this Shadowy figure on board Seems to be using a pole to guide the boat And they think that's weird Because they're in 45 foot deep water Right now And there's a single lantern lighting the boat all of a sudden, the shadowy figure seems to be shouting something at them and then jumps into the cold water and starts swimming towards them. Oh. The fishermen freaked out, decide they're going to pull up all their nets, <laughs> get all their gear they're GTFOing, and then they went, when they look back at the boat, it's gone. And that's the stories of Lake Lanier. And as I was like researching all of this, strangely, again, I found out Mysterious Universe covered this. Uh. And so I got to shout them out. That's where I got a lot of my information. But allegedly, Lake Lanier is one of the most haunted lakes in the U.S. and the world. I'm sitting here being like,
0: I think, I think I've heard, and maybe I've heard an episode or something on it. And it's possible. Because the, the one where you said he gets up and he dies and he has a bullet hole in his head, that sounds so familiar.
2: Well, and that, w- that one, I think, was covered on national news, too. Oh, interesting. So it's been covered all over the place. I just found it while I was researching on Mysterious Universe.
0: <laughs> Ugh, I already have an issue when I'm, like, swimming in open water or deep water, like, wondering what's below. So, yeah, if you went to a place like that and you know there's literal towns down there, like homes and stuff,
2: yeah, that'd be so eerie. Well, and the other thing, too, and... Part of the legend they they think for why people get this, they feel like they're being dragged under, is their giant catfish in the lake.
0: Oh, hell.
1: The Those size are of, to me. <laughs> the
2: size of, like, say, a 12-year-old kid. Is that what, the noodling? Dude, yeah. You'll they go stick noodling. their arm inside the mud and they pull them out? Pull them out, yeah. But they, like, live by the dam. And I don't know. Oh. So I'm from Washington, and there's a bunch of dams on the Columbia River. And... On one of these dams, I ha- I knew someone that would go fishing for sturgeon. I was going to say sturgeon. And what? sturgeon are giant. We got to show DJ. So huge. These are like. Here, I'll, I'll do it. Are they long and
1: skinny? Yeah.
0: Bro, they're dinosaurs. Oh, yeah. They look terrifying.
1: Whoa. That's trippy, That's bro. I was trying to envision it, but I've, 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 Honestly, I've, I haven't had any reference to that before.
2: So, like. That's what that looks like underwater. It's a shark. Yeah, those are in the Columbia River, and apparently there are catfish that size in Lake Lanier. Oh my! That's big, dude. Yeah, scary. Big fish. (laughs) Look at this chump. (laughs) But like giant catfish might be more terrifying to me. I I, yeah, dude. Uh, I once,
0: I think I've, I might have mentioned this, but I once camped out for a week in Catalina. And we had our own private bay to ourselves Ooh. where we were staying. We slept on the rocks on the beach. And I, and most of my friends at the time were on the swim team, super strong swimmers. So we were like, dude, let's swim around the point. you know. <laughs> so we were like just started swimming around the island and came back. And this guy had taken us out there on his boat and dropped us off and then he slept on his boat right off the shore right Mm -hmm. so we get back to camp and we're chilling and he's like sitting around the fire like an old (laughs) seaman and he's like i don't know like cutting an apple or some shit and he's like you know you want to be careful around the point of that island and i was like why and he said there are and he named a fish like a sunfish or something but he said there's fish out there that are the size of Volkswagens. And they're like right around the point, and all so of us. So the oarfish, like, dude. Oh, it might. No, no, the oarfish is like a deep water, right? Like, have you seen an oarfish? They're huge. Yeah, but anyway, I just know him from Animal Crossing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you bastard. But anyway, he freaked us the f out, and all of us. Like Jordan was with me at the time, and
2: it, he, didn't he just watch Shark Week too? Yeah, so Jordan like, said <laughs> like he was like
0: thoroughly like traumatized, and by and they're that. doubly large for him. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah. I was trying to think of a big car, and I couldn't.
2: (laughs) But yeah, you're right. Creepy, Sean. I like those. Those are fun. Definitely creepy. It made me want to, like, visit, but also the description of the tourists around just didn't seem like my type of (laughs) I'm not trying to find dead bodies in a while, either. (laughs) Dude, okay, first of all, taking out cemeteries seems like your first mistake. (laughs) Like... I mean you're saying don't Don't yeah definitely don't Like, So leave it in the water Leave in the water yeah dude they can swim If they can't swim they're Gross. not gonna dude, leave That's disgusting like coffins are floating up and shit <laughs> <laughs> Yeah but you're angering the spirits bro I mean you're probably gonna piss them off If you just cover them I mean they pissed off a lot of people anyways <laughs> Just taking their homes and flooding it Yeah there's no wind here <laughs> I can't uh, It's disgusting finding that body a year later Dude there's still bodies in the water though like, not considering any cemeteries or graves, there are bodies that have not been found. Oh. And, like, if you think about, like, Dalia and Susan, one wasn't found for 32 years. So, yeah, there's definitely bodies down there. Huh.
1: For that, that point, th- the bodies. so...
0: I'm surprised it's not just, like, a skeleton.
2: Ooey a gooey, dude. Ugh. Yeah.
1: Ugh. That (laughs) southern barbecue,
0: that gelatinous rub, Uh, meat falling
1: off the bone.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That Bubba Rays or whatever.
1: Sweet baby Rays. (laughs) (laughs) Bubba (laughs) Gumps. Stupid.
2: But that's me for tonight, guys. Nice.
0: Thanks, my dude. I loved your guys'. Both of yours had like a super classic urban legend feel. Yeah, I dig it. Uh, And that's us for tonight. That's us.
1: But we do have a, a little, bonus.
0: A little tale.
3: <laughs> Ethan, we hear you have a story. Yep. For my he- patrons only. No, just kidding. <laughs>
1: <laughs> this for everyone.
3: Yeah. So, um, in my hometown of Fairfield, Maine.
0: Kind of re, uh, reintroduce yourself and, and to the listeners, just in case.
3: All right. I'm Ethan Powers. I'm from Fairfield, Maine. Uh, I mentioned this in my last episode. Uh it was like in between fifty nine and episode sixty. It was like fifty nine and a half. It was a three PM, that's why. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. I was I'm a ginger. <laughs> <laughs> yep.
1: <laughs> Represent. <laughs> Representation's <laughs> Bro, apparently Everything you guys is. are like a dying breed. <laughs> no, <exactly.
0: laughs> You're like two percent of the population and you're mad recessive, so like in 10 years, you're gone.
3: You know what? I can't think of another ginger like right now. <laughs> like, name one right now. Uh, I can't. Ron, Ron Weasley? Yeah. <laughs> Ed Sheeran? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wow, there's that few. I can't even think of one.
2: <laughs> bro, and all the rest of them are <laughs> famous, bro. <Yeah. laughs> I'm the only not-famous ginger. Yeah.
3: Damn. <laughs>
0: it's like you and Hawaiians very similar. <laughs> <laughs> Dying breed. It's like eight
1: of you. And we only have The Rock.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Is he lion? No. He's no. not Hawaiian. <laughs> uh, last time I talked solely about, like, main scary stories. And,
0: and I will say, dude, your story about the... Snowmobile.
3: Snowmobile. f us oh. that, <laughs> it. Really? It's stuck in my head.
1: I've been snowmobiling stuck twice in their head. since... Uh, <laughs> Uh, I've been snowmobiling twice since that, and I've thought about it. Oh man, every time.
3: Yeah, like the worst part is it's it's real. Like I yeah. hate that. Like I <laughs> wish it was just a story. Yeah, yeah. but and it's like oh, I I still don't even remember like the newspaper that had that on there. Um, we used to like deliver sacrament on Sundays through snowmobiles. <laughs> Whoa, yeah, cause like we were that like, like far like <laughs> upstate. <laughs> Some
1: bread and shred it was, like
3: a bread trail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were like that upstate in Maine. That like. When it snowed, like, people couldn't get to church. Yeah. Bro, the church is fake in that that ruralness, dude. That's not even real. Some water
1: and powder. (laughs) Yeah.
3: (laughs) And, uh, like, one time, like, we never, we'd always just use, like, members, like, snowmobiles. That's how they, like, show up to church, because it's, like, backwoods of Maine. And we're on the way to, like, a lady's house that was, like, out in the middle of nowhere. Cornville. Cornville Maine. (laughs) Cornville. Farmville. (laughs) And, like, we were in, like, a meadow. And uh, the, ki- the kid that was riding me, was a, he was a priest also, but he's older. <laughs> yeah, I got the sacrament. I got a loaf of bread and some trays in my hand. <laughs> and he's driving, and I'm trying to hold on to the sacrament and hold on to him. And, like, we didn't know, like, under the powder, there was a freaking, like, boulder. Like, Shrek. that's a nice boulder. Yeah, like a big <laughs> boulder. And, like, it wasn't, like, big enough, to, like, pop up out of the snow, but, like, kind of like a little, like, divot that he just, like, thought he could ride over. And we drilled a boulder, and it was, like, our snowmobile went into you. You're helping in the body of Christ, <laughs> <laughs> and it just like exploded. Went, and we went flying into the snow, and like there's snowmobile parts just everywhere, all over the oh. snow. <laughs> Drilled it, and then we're just, like we just like landed in the snow, and we we're fine. But the snowmobile was not fine at all, oh, and gosh. so we just like, like all right, I guess we'll just walk. <laughs> <laughs> y'all were dedicated, dog. Yeah, <laughs> like. Did we just go back? We still have like a fine loaf of, loaf of bread. <laughs> At,
2: <laughs> At least save you got food souls. to survive, dude. <laughs> That's
3: my favorite story. <laughs> oh, good times, dude. So, so you're yeah. from Maine. Yeah. So I'm from Maine. I don't want to make it sound like like all everything in Maine is like scary because <laughs> like all my stories I tell from Maine are like are on this podcast. You went to Maine, right? No, not yet. Who no, was it that went to Maine here? Oh, this I've guy. I've been to Maine, yeah. Of course, you've been to Maine, <laughs> <laughs> the travel blogger.
2: <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. It was pretty dope though. Noth- nothing scary happened. So
3: Yeah. Did you meet Stephen King?
2: No. no. Damn. Then On you Ohio. didn't go to Maine. <laughs> you <Yeah>. really didn't. <laughs> you know. I'm gonna have to go back.
3: So uh when I say the word sanatorium, what do you guys think of?
2: Oh. Tuberculosis.
3: <sighs> yeah.
0: Germs. Abandoned. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Dirty. Dead
2: yeah. Dead people. So, um,
3: Schizophrenia. <laughs> In that. My- <laughs> In my hometown, uh, there was a hospital built, a, uh, the Central Maine Sanatorium, built in 1910 for the tuberculosis pandemic. Oh. oh. Or maybe it was an epidemic. I can't Where remember. Where my
2: TB's at, baby. <laughs> <laughs> Taco Bell. Oh.
3: <laughs> it's a little like a bit
1: of history of that. <laughs> That's um, the opposite. It's live no mas. <laughs> <laughs> it's
0: like lung chalupas, dude. <laughs>
3: Um, there was uh, another tuberculosis, like tuberculosis. Am I saying that right? Yeah, tuberculosis sanatorium <laughs> in another town called the Western Maine Sanatorium. And so, um, patients that were most likely to recover from their tuberculosis were sent to the Western Maine one. <laughs> and if you were most likely to die, like the most severe cases, they went to the Central Maine Sanatorium.
0: And the one, the one close to you. Yep, the one in my hometown, <laughs> like down the street
3: i did not enjoy reading this history (laughs) um it used to be seven buildings uh now there's only two remaining is it still in use and it's not in use Uh, it's abandoned now so like like all of them yeah like all (laughs) it wouldn't be scary people (laughs) (laughs) so yeah it's abandoned that's what makes it even better and it's haunted just dying. I gotta stop <laughs> thinking about lung chalupas.
0: <laughs>
1: about what? Lunch? Lung chalupas. <laughs>
0: Sorry. You're good.
3: Thanks, dude. <laughs> uh, and there's this native Fairfield girl there, uh, Wendy. She tells her story on a YouTube video I was watching where... She's lived in Fairfield her whole life, and her dad actually had TB and was at that hospital.
0: Uh, no disrespect, sorry. Not again.
3: <laughs> her name was uh, Wendy Wu. No, I'm just kidding. It's just Wendy. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, they have Asians in freaking <laughs> Central <laughs> Maine. <laughs> Wendy Wuhan. Yeah. <laughs> you guys know that Disney show, right? Wendy Wu. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And um, after it was after like the tuberculosis pandemic, it was used for like other like various hospital needs. Like at one point, it's like a alcohol like withdrawal rehab place and kind of stuff like that. Wendy's experiences though, uh, she's gone in there before because now and I think you can even look it up. It's just like this abandoned like hospital building. Let's do it. Yeah, let's do it.
0: Okay, so here's like the original one.
3: Yeah, when it was like seven buildings. That's when it was like yeah. during the pandemic. Dude. And so, nowadays, it's just this creepy, spray-painted, old hospital building.
0: Holy. Yeah, so think your quintessential abandoned hospital.
3: Brick building. Terrifying. Yeah, terrifying. That looks like it has not been used since the 30s or something.
0: Also, freaking what? Elon, dude. Oh, In Maine. Have you yeah. been listening to
3: that? Yeah, I heard part four by accident. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, I need to go back. <laughs> listen to the rest of that so still up today and Wendy went in one time she tells her experience they went in with flashlights and a camcorder and as soon as they went in the batteries died on her camcorder <laughs> and she had full batteries because she like wanted to film this experience because she's heard it's haunted they could hear footsteps the whole time that they were in there like someone was like stepping on broken glass and it wasn't like no one else was with her she's like there's people in here she could hear footsteps and stuff was like breaking randomly. Like Wait, she went by herself. She went with a friend. Okay. Just just the but two. of them were, just,
2: them were the footsteps. No, yeah, they would just be Ugh.
3: standing still. And down the hall, they could hear stuff. Ugh. And like they'd go into like a room, and like there'd be like something broken, like it just fell off the shelf almost, and it was just like broken. Like who's pushing stuff off the shelves and breaking stuff in these rooms? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wendy's husband went. Oh yeah, it's her husband. That's what she went with. Um, there's like a bathroom, like a big bathroom, and it has like a massive like jacuzzi, whirlpool, and I imagine that's just where they cleaned patients or something, just like the tub room. We even have those at the hospitals today, just like a massive shower room where you got to like hose down like poopy patients. <laughs> Someone that had a Code Brown, you know, you just got to bring them in that room and just <laughs> no. shoot him with a fire hose. <laughs> and uh, when they went in there, she said that her husband felt something grab his leg and so they like they they just ran out. That was the last time they went in there. Ugh. So they definitely feel like there's a presence in there, you know?
2: Yeah. Seems like it.
3: And so she's told this to her family. Wendy said that uh, her daughter went with her boyfriend. And um, <laughs> this is trippy. Uh, so her, her daughter and her boyfriend, I don't know her daughter's name, they went in, they saw someone wandering around, which made them tripped out because they just got in. They were walking around. And they saw, like, shadows, and, like, they saw another person in there. And, of course, they went, or, like, at dusk. And so they said they're never going back, too. Uh. So this made a uh, ghost hunting uh, group named the Seventh Seekers want to come and do an episode on this. Nice. I'm not sure if they're, like, a YouTube group or a, a TV show, but um, I saw them on, like, a part of it was on their on a YouTube channel. And I got to watch some of their footage. But uh, they went in there with, like, all their gear, and they had, like, a paranormal EMF sensor. I think it's like an electromagnetic force sensor. And I guess that's really well for uh, paranormal activity. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, I wouldn't know. And the whole time that they were in there, the uh, meter was flashing back and forth from green and into red, indicating high measurements of activity. In their video, uh, they could hear moans. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> moans. <laughs> they had some horny ghosts in there. Yeah. No <laughs> That's where your mother lives.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs>
2: Shut up. Can,
3: can ghosts get it on? It
2: can? Yeah, probably. I think probably. so. Yeah.
3: People have sex with ghosts. Yeah, succubus incubus. Have you ever heard of that? I've heard of Mary. Or TLC.
0: <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I get you, I get you.
1: Oh, holy <laughs> um, but TLC TLC like my strange addiction like there's one girl who's like I have a I like to have sex with ghosts There was a girl oh, yeah
0: that's right recently in the news who was like supposed to marry a ghost Do you remember that and she made it to like national news and then on the day of the wedding the ghost stood her up
1: <laughs> <laughs> So he was a no-show Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. He. She got ghosted <laughs>
3: We're really losing
0: <laughs> listeners on this app.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, and so um, the whole time that the uh, seventh day, seventh day Adventist, the seventh, uh, what they call them, seventh, seventh seekers, Seven seekers yeah. yeah, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> <Seven> <laughs> day <Adventist>. I want to <laughs> so watch only, this. I oh. can only, th- yeah, I actually have like the YouTube links like right here. Send it to us. Yeah, All yeah. right, bro. And um, they had like high like frequency happening on their little EMF sensor. You're hearing moans and stuff, and even in the videos that you can watch, you can hear the moans too,
2: mm. uh.
3: which is weird, yeah. I kind of wish they went at nighttime. They went in the daytime? Yeah, they went in the oh, daytime. Dude, they're not real, dude. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess like they didn't have their uh, night vision like stuff with them, so they went at dusk like, desk or something. Excuses. So the ones that we get to watch that aren't on like their show, the ones that are on YouTube, they went through the day, which is a bummer. Unfortunately, the footage that we can see was only a little bit because, again, their ca- their cameras died. Oh, Even like a uh, professional ghost hunter could even have his camera gear work hmm. in this thing. I know we just talked about it, but we, we
0: recorded an entire episode on location in one of the most haunted buildings in Salt Lake. Oh, yeah. And, dude, we were so stoked on the interview. And we get home and the effing file is corrupted. Like we can't. Like. you I, we like export it and you listen back and it's like and we yep you it, 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 like it's all jumbled
3: the ghost just downloaded like a virus <laughs> on your <laughs> computer we got hacked hackerman <laughs> yeah <laughs> i was telling this story like now I was sharing it with like a buddy of mine uh Jordan he was actually on my last episode um i can't remember like what we were talking <laughs> the story that i told but he was i just remember he was in the last episode he's a neighbor He was also neighbors to, like, that Georgia family that had, like, incest children. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) Weren't they from, oh, wait. Georgia, dude. Oh, Oh, shit, (laughs) dude. (laughs) They were from Lake linear. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, If you missed that episode, uh, the father was having children with his daughter. Oh. So, yeah, a lot of, like, mutation issues (laughs) with the kids. I'm talking crazy limbs and... (laughs) Messed up, maybe it's just one of
0: his kids looking for their hands,
2: <laughs> dude. You never wish I had the this back because I knew you guys loved that family,
3: <laughs> <laughs> anyways. I was telling Jordan about this. He's like, dude, I've been to there because <gasps> I've only like driven past it because it's on like by a highway,
1: so it's easy. pretty easily accessible,
3: easy, bro. There's not even like a fence or like a like you just drive past it, it's okay. like on the side of the road. If you, you can even go to Google Maps and just like have your little car drive up to it, he'll yeah. find it. Yeah. And so he was telling me that um he was like out drinking with friends one night, driving by in like their truck, and they drove by one night and they saw that a TV was on in one of the rooms, and you could see it through the window. Oh. So they flipped the Yui because they were confused. Went back, and uh, they came back because they were driving by on the highway, and the TV was off when they got back to the hospital. So they drove. Right up to it They got out They had some flashlights They peered into the window And Jordan says this I shit you not The only thing in the room Was a smashed TV With dust all over the broken glass oh. as, if it, as if it had been like Broken for like a long freaking time Yeah <laughs> He said they got so spooked They ran back to the truck And they swore they'd never go back oh. <laughs> The last time this place was ever used It was used for like Alcohol rehab and a nursing home But way back in the day It got shut down for Elder abuse oh. Oh. They were running a uh, Nursing home fight club there No
2: way <laughs> I'm just kidding oh. Oh, damn. I was like Elon <laughs> <that continues."> <laughs> <laughs>
3: oh, No there actually was I just read an article about a place I was actually <laughs> doing like a nursing home fight club I just thought that was hilarious <laughs> Um, it's been <laughs> <laughs>
0: Okay, I don't know what's real anymore. No,
3: <laughs> it's um it's like a five acre lot, huge hospital, and the campus has been up for sale for decades. How much? How much? Probably oh. dirt cheap, dude, but nobody's buying. It's a rundown building. It can't be expensive.
2: Start recording their and It's road. in the middle of
3: nowhere in central Maine. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants it. <laughs>
1: Dude, that T V one was my favorite one. You saved that for last, huh? Yeah, dude. <laughs> I love that. That makes it gives off like stare vibes in the woods. Oh. Oh yeah. Say so something that's not supposed to be there.
0: Things that shouldn't be. Yeah. Bro, um places like that freak me out and I'm a full on believer of residual energy. And especially like a location where it just has years of shit. True. You know what I mean? I don't know. Freaks me out.
3: Years of shit. Yeah. <laughs> Still up today. 67 Mountain Avenue, Fairfield, Maine. Oh. So go for 937 well
0: visit. For the most adventurous, go out there and let us know.
3: Google map it. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> Crazy though.
2: Yeah, we always That's have fun. these stories of like someone says I'll never go back after seeing something? Is there like anywhere you'll never go back to? Church. Not kidding. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Uh <laughs>
0: I don't think so. It's not, Nothing has scared me like that. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I can't think of anything for me either. But it's like so many of our stories end, they swore they would never go back there. Uh, there's definitely things like I used
0: to go exploring at night up the Alpine Loop. Like... And I probably won't do that again just because everyone who's been like, bro, there are straight up mountain lions that will kill you. Oh, (laughs) yeah, dude. And I was just walking around like (laughs) willy nilly. When
2: I was out there hiking last, no, two weeks ago, I was like, I I get to the point where there's snow. And then I notice like footprints in the snow. But I was like, this is kind of big. They look like moose prints. And then I look up, and 20 feet in front of me, there's this giant-ass moose just coming right across the trail. I was like. That's terrifying. And then it goes up, and there's another one on the top of the trail. I was like, fuck, dude. I, like, stop, wait for it to go, and then slowly walked past it with my phone just, like, filming at the same time. (laughs) That's crazy. But I was thinking about that with mountain lions, too, because I was, like, watching for tracks the rest of the way, and I saw, like, dog prints and stuff like that. But. Hmm. Definitely, definitely something to think about while you're up there. But yeah, nothing, nothing has freaked me out
0: to the point where I like I won't go back,
2: yet. Yet, dude. Yeah.
1: <coughs> <We> especially <coughs>
0: with friends. Yeah. I
1: always feel like the strength in numbers. So true.
0: Friendship. <laughs> uh, Reed has a story Ooh. as well, what? but he has to do more research. <laughs> uh. <laughs> So, he won't be sharing tonight. (laughs) It's been good. It's been great. Feels good.
2: Feels great. It's all right.
1: (laughs) And with that, I think we're going to close it up. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. We really appreciate the listenership. For real. Uh, Until next time, trust your gut, watch your back.
0: Bye. Love you. Be safe. Be careful out there.
1: We'll see you folks next week. Bye. (laughs)
2: If so, submit them to our website, the3ampodcast.com. We love any audio or visual aids that can help bring your stories to life. So file uploads are welcome with your written submissions. We're anxious and excited to hear from you.
0: Our kids
1: have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived.
0: Come play with us.